I want to thank everybody out there for their purchase. We surely appreciate it. What you about to witness is my thoughts. Just my thoughts, man. Right or wrong. Just what I was feeling at the time. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. I appreciate that. Uh. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Failing My Way in Public to Success, the Mark Sclair podcast. As Jay-Z just said, you could have been anywhere else, but you're here with me and I appreciate that. So let's get this going. Uh, I'm very much going to call myself out because there's two things which I wanted to do. One was record this on video and the other was that I wanted to have an interview booked on my podcast, because I have two parts of the podcast. One is where I document my journey, and another one is where I interview people which can help the audience and also help myself. And I didn't do that. I have I have identified some people, but I actually haven't reached out to them yet. I mean, what's the reason for that? Who knows, I'm still working on that really. I don't really like to ask people for help, but uh, that's probably part of it. Um, so yeah, that's, that, that's something which I definitely need to work on. But this is a bi-weekly podcast, the last podcast took me three weeks to do, so I'm catching up on this now, and this has only been a week since my last podcast. But I want to keep to a bi-weekly, so, but there's been a lot that's gone on this week, and I want to get going with it right now. Last week, we had HR Tech, which was our first company event. If you're a first-time listener, I recently started at a new company at the beginning of the year. We sell HR software. I'm not trying to do a sales pitch, just trying to give you an update here. But it was a two-day event and we were exhibiting at the event and it's a two days of industry HR leaders giving updates and helping and inspiring people with what's going on in the market. Great event for many, many reasons, but you've got some of the biggest companies in the world which are attending this event, you've got some of the biggest HR people which are speaking at the event. The events people, they did very well in regards to trying to bring people to our stand as well, which was something which I hadn't really seen before. I've not seen a company do before. So um, big respect to Q&A for doing that. We gave them a list and I'll, I'll go through this later on. But, um, you know, they, they were trying to do that. And it's not always easy because a lot of people, they just want to go to the seminar. They want to see their mates, which are in the industry together. But I must say there was a lot of people who wanted to find out about new software in the market because they know it's going to help their business. There's so many companies out there which have 500 employees, 1,000 employees, 2,000 employees, and they still run from an Excel spreadsheet. Or they have some system which is so outdated that I probably was using it 20 years ago when I started in, in, in work. So software and technology, it's is meant to empower you. And so many times these softwares, um, they just disempower. They disempower you and they don't allow you to work in a flow which your company should work in. And that affects it, that, that affects the team, that affects the, the vision which employees want to see. They need to see steps which they can take to reach different levels. And this, this software, this setup, which, which we offer and also many companies offer, that can help and assist your business. So the two days were great. Um, I learned a lot. Really, what was important to me was to communicate with people, have a conversation with people. So I talked to somebody for half an hour and then I'd speak to my director about it afterwards and he'd say, look, 
they're never going to buy. I've spoken to them a hundred times, they're never going to buy. And for him, it's a wasted conversation. But for me, I've learned so much from that conversation. I've learned about the industry. I've learned about what their, what their positives are, what negatives are, what they're looking to do, what challenges they're facing. So how is that not a positive to me when I'm literally just trying to be like a sponge at the moment and absorb, absorb everything in? So he's aware of that. He just wants to make me aware as well because it's very easy to get all excited. Oh, these people are definitely going to buy. It's definitely going to happen. And yeah, he's right. They probably will never buy it. But, you know, they may think that they've taken my time, but I, I took their time because they've given me so much information. And who knows? You never, never know. Like, life is all about timing. And if I have communicated in the right way, they may have an opportunity come up or they may know somebody who needs something. And because I've listened to them, not just try to pitch to them, they may think, oh, I like this person, let's see if we can help him. And that does happen. You'd be surprised how many people want to help another person if they go up to them and speak to them and, and listen to them. And I know you're going to say, well, why aren't you doing that with people you want to interview? Yes, it's true. I should be doing it. 100 million percent. You're 100% right. So let's talk about this event because too many times when you're looking to organise an event or attend an event... There's no objective, there's no goal for the day, there's no outcome, there's no nothing organised. You're literally throwing stuff at a wall and hopefully something sticks. And I made a big attempt to, four or five weeks out before the event, I wanted to plan something on a weekly basis where we'd have stuff done. We put a whole event sheet together. This is what we need to tick off, whether it was marketing or sales or, um, or content, whatever it was, we got it all down. And I would say extremely, extremely important because then every, we allocated what people's responsibilities were and I would highly recommend doing that with whatever you do. Sit down with the team and literally put down on a spreadsheet everything which you feel that you need to complete. And you don't need to start with a blank canvas because first of all, you might have done it in the past, so you can look back at that, but also you can find these types of things online. You know, event preparation sheets, calling preparation sheets, discovery call preparation sheet. There's so many things which you, which you can gather. And I just, um, I would say from organising that, we were in a much, much better place. But I still, I still wasn't super happy with, with how we delivered. Because there was a lot that I think we were not prepared for. And so for example, okay, we identified from the event list, the delegate list, because we had access to this a week before, we identified 32 companies which were important to us. We didn't really have like, and this is my fault really, we didn't say, right, these are the companies we have to make sure we speak with these people in some sort of way. I'd say we spoke with half of them, but I wouldn't say that we kind of looked at that sheet and said, oh, we haven't met these people yet, I haven't met those people yet. I would say that is definitely something we need to work on for next time, but at least we recognise that. And there was a lot, a lot of good conversations we had with a lot of good people. And I know that the, the team, um, people which had just started at the company, they definitely felt that they were heavily involved with what was going on. They were communicating, they were discussing, and, and that's you learn, you learn so much from just asking questions and listening to somebody. And I know that 
people felt so much better in communication after an event like that. It's very easy to be in the office and, and get caught up behind that 14 inch screen and never communicate with anybody or never talk to anybody. And being at these events, you know, that's why it's so important that the, the world is opening up again. Because now we're getting a chance to speak to people, communicate with people, and there's nothing better than that. There's nothing better than standing in front of somebody, having a conversation, a general conversation on the market, and getting to know somebody better and building that relationship. And you can't do that in a Teams call. It's just, it's just not going to happen. You can be more efficient, I believe, on a Teams call, but can you build that relationship, build that rapport, Look, I think you can, but not, not to the level that it can be being face-to-face, -face, sitting with somebody, having a coffee, getting to know them better. Um, so, one thing which I really need to work on is to be more patient and to kind of be less expecting that somebody should know what they're doing. I just think it's a given that somebody should know. So, I'll give you an example, Okay. We have the event and what we thought was going to happen was people would speak, at the, people would be in the room listening to the people on stage and then during the breakout sessions they'd come out and we'd be in the hallway, there was a whole corridor of different stands, I'd probably say maybe maybe 50, com no, 40 companies exhibiting, I'd say 40 companies, some of the biggest companies in the world, SAP, Oracle, um, to name a couple. Uh, and then the company which we were partnered with as well, which is Cornerstone, which is probably the biggest talent management uh, software in the world. So I was proud to be part of that. Uh, UKG, you know, some of them were partners with them as well, the biggest companies in the world. But the seminars were going on. And then what would happen is there'd be a breakout session and it's meant to be all hands on deck because that's when people are out. We were next to the food, next to the coffees, we're going to have a conversation. You need to be ready for this. But what did one of the guys do? They went and got food for themselves and just started talking, just started like avoiding it. Which I found interesting because this person you can just put in a room and he'll talk to everybody. So for me, I was like, what the hell is going on here? So I, I checked myself and I went up to my director and I said, I need to speak to you. And he said, what? I said, am I being stupid here or should he just automatically like understand that this is a key time and he needs to be communicating with his people not going to get breakfast uh, we can get breakfast when they're back in the seminar room that's when it's a bit quieter that's when we can say i'm not saying don't eat i'm not saying don't get nutrients in you i'm not saying don't have a coffee but when it's game time there's none of that you've got to be on it you've got to be speaking with these people and what i was shocked about was this is what he would normally be like so my director said Mark, don't expect that he knows this. Like, he's only young, but maybe he needs more coaching. And, and that's what I need to catch myself doing more. I need to understand that I was 21, 22, and maybe that's what I thought, but I don't think I did. I really don't think I did. I really think I was like, right, this is an event. I don't even care if I don't eat the whole day. I am going to be, be on, on my game, on my absolute game. And I just... Even talking about this now, like, yes, my director was right. I should be coaching him better, but also as well, like, come on, man, don't be so stupid. I don't, I don't care who's listening to this. Like, 
I don't know. I don't know, maybe I'm being a bit of an arsehole here, but I just, I just really, really think that. And if I'm a bad person for it, I, I'll judge him from now on. I'll judge him from how he is. And it, this, this does happen quite regularly. I kind of expect, and um, it doesn't tend to happen. So maybe I should just be less expectant. But I've definitely become less impatient. I've definitely become less impatient. I definitely snap a lot more. I don't know why that is, but, uh, you know, uh, I'll give you an example, okay? Like, maybe they're listening to this podcast, maybe they're checking it out, but we were we were having a training before the event. One of the vendors was giving us a run-through, and this was something which was, you know, my idea, we should have training each week, and we should get an idea of exactly what the product's all about. So this thing was organised I'm sure someone else would take say, take responsibility and say, no, that was me that come up with that. But anyway, so during it, the guy said, well, the, these are the sorts of things which you should be capturing. So employee size, uh, budget, no, not budget, you shouldn't be asking that, but employee size, like what ERP they're using, uh, along with some other things. So I made a note of that and I said, right, let's, um, let's get this on a sheet, which was the idea anyway, but I highlighted it. And I got told, right, it's already been done. But I'm going to send it over to you and give me your opinion and let me know if there's anything else you want to add to it. Is that open for me to then give an idea of, of what I want to add to it? Because at the end of the day, it does come down to me what I want on that sheet. These this is the information I want to capture. I've been doing this since I was 16 years old, going to these events and learning what is best practice. So I get the sheet, which is great because you don't want a blank canvas, you want something to work with, okay? So I start saying, well, maybe we need this, maybe we need this, maybe we need this. And 10 minutes later, we're still having a debate. And this is the word here, debate. I'm not looking to have a debate. I want, like, I didn't even ask this person to create this thing. I just said that we need to do it. I didn't ask them. So maybe they thought, oh, I'll, I'll create it and I'll look, this, I'll look great in this sort of way, whatever. But then I get told, you know, Mark, I don't know why we do this. I, I'm not, I, you know, um, it's a debate. I said, I'm not here to debate with you. This is where it's wrong with you. This is where you don't understand. If I, and it's not me laying down the law, it's not me being a dictator, but... We don't need to sit here for half an hour to discuss whether somebody should, rather than put in um, additional notes, highlight some key things that we should be capturing. Because I know for a fact that every salesperson is as lazy as hell and they will not fill it out properly unless it's spoon fed to them. And then there's key things we want to capture. So it's not a debate. No, you're 100% right, but stop acting like it is because that's how... You know, you can hear how emotional I am with it because there's certain things that are really annoying me at the moment and I'm putting this down and I'll put this in a post and if people listen to it, they listen to it and maybe they get a bit of insight into what's going on. But um, I just find it so interesting what people see as the way that we should communicate and work. And I'm up for a discussion and that's what it should be, a discussion. But don't don't ask my opinion and then be like, I don't want to debate. Yeah, I don't want to debate either. Just put it down on the sheet. You've created it. Okay, add to it. And I'll tell you what we did. Because we got so emotionally caught up in this, we didn't end up putting a section for job titles. We put company, but we didn't put job titles. So 
Did all of us actually fill in the job title part? No, we didn't. And that's purely because it wasn't there because people need to be spoon fed. They need to have it completely, the salespeople especially, broken down for them into exact parts. And, and that's what I understand about people. So no, it's not a debate. So get on, let's get on with it. Oh, you, oh please God, you could feel how, uh, how much that annoyed me, but yeah. And that's what it's like a lot of the time, to be fair. So, and we're not getting anywhere with it. We're not getting anywhere with it. So let's carry on here. Um, so the event overall, we ended up speaking with, I'd say, 15 to 20% of the people in the audience. And that's, that's probably not bad. I probably would have expected a little bit more. But we have this issue and... We have, a, we have a vendor which we work with, and the way it works is there's a guy in the region here, and he has um, he focuses on accounts which are X and above. Let's say it's, we don't even know this, so I don't, supposedly it was 5,000 users and above, um, but all of a sudden he's dealing with stuff which is 1,250, 1,500, 500, 1,000. And what I've noticed is that it's not the guidelines have not been laid down, it's too. There's too much fluffiness with this. And I say this because it, it's so important to lay down those laws and people think, oh, we'll just get on with it and this and that. And it doesn't work. It ain't going to be like that, as Will Smith says. You have to lay down these guidelines. And that was what we did in our debrief. We clearly said, like, what, what are we working on here? Because someone would come over to the stands, we'd talk to them, and they'd say we've got 10,000 users. Well okay, that's fine, you're going to deal with that now. But then all of a sudden, someone will come over and they've got 800 users and it's being taken off of us. So what is the right thing here? So that's why it's so important to define. And if it is going to be that we work on it together, we work on it together. What is that? Who's going to be the lead? What's going to happen? What is the dynamics with that? And I think that's where a lot of companies fail. They kind of go, oh, let's just get on with it and this will do. But we clearly see that a lot of people got upset. A lot of people got annoyed. There's a lot of emotional because um, people want to protect the company, want to protect the brand. And it's just not helping. So that's going to be laid down now. We've actually got a meeting today on that. And, and the guidelines will be put. But it's the same with going into business with friends. It's... 100 million times more important that the expectation and the guidelines are laid down. And if, if you're not going to follow it, you're not going to follow it. But you know from the very beginning. And too many times I've seen with people, they get together, they're mates, they work together. Like, oh, we're mates, we never fall out. And shit happens along the way. And because guidelines haven't been put in place, that is when friendships fall out. But if there's expectations are put there at the beginning, guidelines put there at the beginning, everyone knows what they're doing and no one can argue and be like, um, no, you said this wouldn't happen. And the truth is things will come up, but at least the effort has been made to lay down the guidelines. So let's see what happens now. But there's a lot of good companies we spoke to. It's all in the follow-up. Uh, we've got to put this email together. We've got to put this follow-up together. I've Admin day was on Friday. We put as much on the CRM as possible. We sat down as a team, which I'm super proud of, and we debriefed and we went through it and we spoke about good accounts and where we should be going for and what we should be doing. 
So that for me was so important. And that's what so many companies do not do. So I'm super proud of that. Uh, I really want to talk about some specifics really because, you know, for me personally, there was a few times where I'd have a communication with somebody and I just, my brain was still like fried and I still just couldn't really respond to it. And there was probably a better opportunity to get more information. But my objective really was to meet people, uh, understand if there was an opportunity and then communicate later on and try and get together, not to sell to them, like not to pitch to them and just to have a, a conversation with somebody. So as an example, uh, there's a company which, um, which partners with Coca-Cola out here and there was a TV show I watched last year and it was, you know, the, the brands which made America. And there was a thing about Pepsi versus Coca-Cola and Coca-Cola was dominating and all of a sudden Pepsi was starting to come into it and people, they were doing a blind taste test and people were actually enjoying Pepsi more. And what did Coca-Cola do? They didn't just get better what they were doing, they actually acquired other brands. So they ended up taking over the world in the soft beverages world, not just in the Coca-Cola or the cola competition. So you can always have a debate Pepsi versus Coca-Cola, but no soft drinks or beverage company is as big as Coca-Cola. And that was a nice conversation, you know, and he spoke about visiting the, because I initially asked, like, have you got the, the special recipe for Coca-Cola? And he said, look, we don't have, we don't, we don't actually sell Coca-Cola here or we don't create Coca-Cola here. We have the other brands within there. And that's such an interesting conversation because you can hear about these companies which have partnered with the biggest company in the world, but they may not have the rights to the main parts so you may think you're dealing with the biggest company in the world, but they may only have a small part of it. And it was just a fascinating conversation. He said he's been over to America, he's gone to the factory, and we spoke on another level, not just about what your software is, what problems you're facing. Like, and I could see that he was quite, he was quite um, impressed with the sort of like the opinion that I raised, and then listened to him afterwards. Because it's one thing having an opinion, but it's another thing listening to the person afterwards. So over the two days, I'd say that I was proud of what I got done, but also there's so much room for improvement. There's so much I need to do. And what's happening is I'm learning on the job. And this is where it's quite different to when I took a leadership role within Mead because I had an internal promotion and I knew pretty much everything about the company, everything about the product, everything about the history. And a new person could start and I would be enough ahead of them that I could uh, teach them and coach them and do everything. But that's not like, that's not the way it is at the moment. Like, sometimes these guys are just know more than I am. They're actually grasping it better than I am at the moment. And I'm honest, I'm upfront, and I actually say, like, what's your opinion on this? And what do you, what do you think of this? And the other week, the, uh, the guy got actually quite upset because he felt I was asking him direct too many questions about what is Ensign and and what and because oh, I'm kind of uh, going off on tangents here but what I hate and I say hate because I really do when I ask somebody a question and they blag it and then I and I say so what do you mean by that and they haven't got enough depth to it so just be like I appreciate you giving it a go but they're not giving it a go. They're giving it a go in a way where they think they can say enough where it's just going to blag it. 
But that's not right. Because the moment we start to get into a little bit more, everything gets revealed. And that's, that's for me, is so important because... Um, I'm just aware of time here. Uh, it's so important because those questions that I'm asking, he may think I'm trying to like uh, call him out about stuff, but we're, we're communicating together and we're realising. And he did say some good points and there was a lot of stuff which I actually took on board and I thought was very, very good. But he focused on the stuff where he thought I was kind of calling him out. So are there improvements I need to make? Are people being too, too airy-fairy these days? 100%. Remember, I've got a bloody balls thrown at my head when I was saying the word honest too many times on the phone so I know it's different these days and I know you need to be more um, caring but let's get to the point here so I want to finish this up and um, just really I was going to go into a couple more things but I think this is enough for now but uh, my father is going to be flying over here please got in a couple of weeks and I'm not sure if I shared this but about three weeks ago he suffered from from a heart attack and it's quite easy, not easy, but you could say a heart attack. You'd be like, oh my God, is he okay? Is he in hospital? But there are different levels. And it was definitely a massive warning, big time. He had a bypass about 20 years ago. And they've done an angiogram on him. And they've realised he's got three blocked arteries again. And they went to do a stent. And they couldn't do a stent because it's too blocked up. He doesn't want to have a bypass again. I completely understand. Because who wants to have their rib cage opened up again? But... He's now realising that he needs to be take care of himself more. And unfortunately, you know, I share this because my brother passed away about four years ago. My dad just completely didn't give up, but he was just, he's been beside himself. And I completely understand it. But this is a wake-up call. He's been trying to be healthy. He's been trying to be healthy, but my mum's been making chopped meatballs and lamb almost every single night. So <laughs> it's just interesting what people seem as being health, what people see as being healthy, I find it quite fascinating. But getting on to fitness, um, been keeping up with my six times a week. It's not easy though, definitely. I'd probably say about 75, I'm happy about 75% of what the effort I'm putting in. The eating wise, I'm in a good place, but I'm definitely, you know, chocolate, crisps, eating, eating, eating. But I need to be, I need to educate myself so much more. So uh, my girlfriend's always wondering what I want for my birthday. I definitely want some fitness um, and some food awareness and a, f- a food program to put together for me. So if you're listening to this, this is what I want. But getting on to my girlfriend, super proud of her. She put on a show yesterday, an end of term show. She does kids dance. And uh, from where she's been the last two years to where she's got to is just inspirational. She has huge imposter syndrome. Like we went for lunch after the show yesterday and she was like, it went bad, it went terrible, this and that. And, and we suffer from this so much. And, but if we can turn that into a positive, and it is right, like we should doubt ourselves because it makes us not become complacent. And I speak about this a lot. But it can also cripple us and it can stop us from doing what we want to do. And, um, you know... We've both got a lot going on at the moment. I don't want to get into it too much, but um, you know, it's not been easy recently. We've had to have a couple of conversations, but this is what it's all about. Um, it's been tough. It's been tough, but I'm not the sort of person that gives up on this sort of thing. We've got a lot to work on. There's two lives still coming together. 
This is what happens when you get older, you get more set in your ways. And I know that I'm a stubborn git, so I know I need to work on that. And I also need to be more aware of kind of things she goes through as well. Now, look, my voice is breaking up a little bit here, so I think I need to uh, round this up. But thank you so much for listening. Uh, this is definitely a nice uh, emotional dump. The event was, was a success. We've got a lot, but it's all in the follow-up now. What goes on from now on uh, is the most important part of it. We've got a lot of people to communicate with, a lot of goals to set, a lot of things we want to do. I'm still learning. I'm still growing. But every day I'm getting better and better and better. And yes, there will be off days, but I'm getting better at what I'm doing. And that is where I see. And I, I see, I see opportunity and this is where I feel sorry for people because they don't see where they can get to. But it takes every single day working hard. I knew at that event, I knew that there were so many companies that I could speak to and communicate with and set up so many opportunities. So you never know what's going to happen. Remember the last event I went to, I got a job. I met Robin Sharma. He agreed to be on my podcast. Um, I got a couple of leads as well. So you never know what's going to happen with these things. But guys, thank you so much for listening. You could have been anywhere else, but you listened to this and I appreciate that so much. Thank you so much. Have a great day and I will see you later on. I hope you enjoyed a day in the life of someone who is failing their way in public to success. On a daily basis, I look to put out content that helps and inspires others. I'm all about giving value to people. So if you'd like to see what else I have, please like, follow and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Play, Insta, YouTube and LinkedIn. If you search by the name Mark Sclair. Thanks again and have a great day.